Kelvin Gastelum versus Israel Arsanya. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere that you can hear a podcast. I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fightjunkie2006. Kelvin comes into the contest 15 wins, 3 losses. Of those 15 wins, 6 are by KOTKO, 4 by sub, 5 by decision. Of his 3 losses, 1 was via submission. Two via decision. Israel, 16-0. Of those 16 wins, 13. KOTKO, 3 by decision. He is undefeated. Currently, the odds sit with Israel, minus 170 favorite. That's a straight bat. Kelvin, plus 150. We'll go, we'll go. Five rounds. This is an interim title fight. 185 pound title. Fight goes to a decision plus 105. Fight doesn't go minus 135. Fight is a draw 8,000 to 1. Adesanya wins inside plus 254. Gastelum wins inside plus 214. Adesanya wins by decision plus 159. And Gastelum wins by decision at 755. I've spoken about this before with Israel. His striking is leaps and bounds above most people in MMA. It's going to be that way. And it's this way, the same way in this fight. That's just the truth. Um, He's a perfect example of a fighter who can have um, a more technical style of striking, throw straighter punches, um, holds his hands in a better position most of the time. Um, he does screw around a lot with the hands down, a la Anderson Silva. That's why you get a lot of comp- uh, comparisons, especially with his kicks. But he's not sloppy in his striking. Even if he's not perfect with technique, how I like to see where the, your hands are in the perfect defensive position. It allows you to counter easily, and you're not just always relying on reflexes. He's a far cry from the slop that you see most of the time in MMA. And I'm very, very critical of MMA striking overall. Because I think it's an excuse for poor strikers, poor striking coaches to produce poor strikers. Especially when you're talking about hands as far as boxing goes. And they use the excuse, well it's MMA so we have to defend takedowns. And we have to worry about elbows and we can't do this and we can't do that. And when you see elite strikers coming to MMA, you see that they are capable of having well-rounded good striking not slop like it's they pull the guy out of the bar and taught him how to throw punches with mma gloves on and you see that a lot there's no excuse for it in fact if you want to take this argument a little bit further about well we have to defend takedowns i think that's another total bs argument not that they don't have to defend takedowns, of course they do, but the idea that their sloppy ass, nasty punches somehow makes them better uh, of a defensive wrestler is asinine. It doesn't even make sense because let me tell you, 
a striker like Israel will be able to have better distance, better timing. They don't overcommit generally, and that allows them to have better defensive wrestling. These guys that go swinging haymakers, like I said, like you're from a, a bar fight, wrestlers eat them up because all they have to do is slip under right there and you're toast 99 percent of the time they overcommit and they get taken down you're gonna have a lot harder time doing that with israel we know that that is going to be his biggest weakness it has to be because you're gonna find very few fighters that can outstrike him even Anderson, he's granted, he's pretty old now, but he couldn't outstrike him. So you're going to find very few fighters that can outstrike Israel on the feet. So you're going to have to have takedowns. That's not to say he can't be taken down, but what I'm saying is with the distance and the timing and the way that they're on balance, it's a lot more difficult for somebody to just shoot on them and take them down compared to a slot fest that's swinging all over the crease, place, crossing his feet, uh, losing his balance, uh, not distributing his weight properly, falling all over the place, and next thing you know, they're taken down. So I have a pet peeve about that. I believe you can have uh, really good striking for MMA and that you can still be a good, well-rounded fighter and have good takedown defense. So I've been high on Israel as far as the striking goes simply because when we're talking about striking in MMA, it's not even comparable, man. I mean... You've seen what he's done so far. He's eaten these guys alive. They simply cannot compete with him on the feet. I don't think Kelvin's striking is necessarily terrible, but obviously you've got to give the huge edge in a pure stand-up fight to Israel. You just do. I mean, there you'd be foolish not to. Even though I see a flaw in Israel, and that, this happens to a lot of guys, especially if you've got some height and reach to you, is that they tend to pull back with their hands down and not proper position and their chin up. Go look at his kickboxing fight where he got knocked out. It's a problem, but not many people are going to be able to capitalize on that flaw in MMA, in all honesty, because his distance, his range, and his timing is so good that these guys are flailing away. They're just hitting air. He's totally out of the danger zone, even though he may not be doing it properly, in my opinion, the way he's pulling out. With that reach, the distance, the timing, his overall skill set, the kicks, the way he's able to determine where he wants the fight to take place. These guys are swinging and hitting air 99% of the time. Now, does Kelvin have power? Yeah, I think Kelvin, if he touched him in that position where he was pulling out, of course, something dramatic could happen. But you have to understand, Kelvin's facing a huge height and reach disadvantage. Now... He also faced that against Uriah Hall, and we saw he was able to overcome that. He kind of uses his his height and reach, which most people would consider as a disadvantage, as an advantage. And you may be saying, how is that possible? Well, look at how Mike Tyson did it. Now, I'm not comparing Gaston to Mike Tyson. I'm just saying you work with what you have. And so he's been able to implement getting inside of a taller fighter's range and working from that inside position. And he's going to have to do that. I don't think he can fight an outside fight with Israel. He has a very good chin. Let me say this up front. You look at the record of Israel and you go, oh, he's going to blast this guy out. Kelvin has a very, very good chin. I don't think it's going to be that easy for Israel just to blast them out. Even if he's touching them and touching them and touching them. 
Kelvin's proven to be very, very durable. So that could be an issue going forward that Israel's able to touch him, maybe able to control, but isn't able to get him out of there. And again, this is a five-round fight. So cardio could come into play in those championship rounds. As far as Calvin, obviously you're going to figure he's got to get inside. But a big advantage I could see for him, and I'm not certain it's going to play out this way, but because of his shorter statute and the way that he's able to come inside these guys when they throw those long-distance punches, if he's able to sweep under those, it opens up his wrestling a lot better. The problem is I think Israel is kind of aware of this because he was already saying like, all I have to do is really touch him with the jab. I can beat him with just the jab. He's got a big head, but he's got a soft body. These things tell me that one, he's going to fight a distance fight. But two, you may not see just craziness from him. He doesn't have to get all fancy in there. It doesn't have to be highlight real kicks and punches from him. He can stick behind the basics and try to keep Calvin on the outside. And if he's able to do that and not, again, he's not going to get off balance with those punches. He's not going to do something crazy that allows Calvin to grab a kick and take him down. If he can just stick behind the basics, Calvin's going to have a much harder time slipping under those punches, you know, getting into that wrestling crouch where he's able to shoot a single or a double leg on him. Even pushing Israel up against the cage is a great idea for Calvin because he has to close the distance. Now, obviously, you would think that Israel would know going into this, I can't allow my back to get to the cage because if it does, then Kelvin's going to drop down or try to take me down. I think that's the biggest advantage Kelvin has in this fight is his ground game. Not only the submission game, but I just think he'd be able to control Israel and maybe even pound him out if he's able to get him down early enough in the round or early enough and often where he's able to control him and keep him down. I think that would take a huge toll on Israel, and I think he's at a big, big disadvantage if it goes to the mat. I think he would say the same thing, and he probably knows that's that's not where he wants to be. So in my opinion, the game plan for Israel is going to be stick and move, use his footwork, and make sure that he doesn't allow Kelvin to bully him up against the cage. A lot of good strikers make that mistake, and that's one of the things I always talk about with Habib. If you look at his fights, he will bully you to this range where he knows that shot will push you back directly to the cage, and he does it over and over and over again, and nobody's been able to pick up on it yet. You have to have a game plan of, I cannot put my foot past this line and this octagon because if I do Habib's going to shoot so this is the same thing that Israel has to understand if his back gets close enough it doesn't have to be right up against the cage these guys are good wrestlers man they can drive you from that portion of the mat all the way back to the cage so he has to understand he can't get that close to the cage otherwise in my opinion, Kelvin's probably going to shoot and it might not it might even be a naked shoot because he's going to be confident. All I got to do is push him back to this cage. Even if I don't get him down, I'm going to be in position where I can start to wear on him and make him fight these takedowns over and over again and eventually he's going to weaken and I'm going to get him down and when I get him down the fight is going to be over. That's really the way I see Kelvin being able to cause Israel real problems. Like I said, there is the flaw where Israel pulls back with his hands down, chin up. 
But Calvin would have to launch like a really wide looping right hand because he's going to be at that disadvantage with reach and height. And he's going to have to do something like kind of like how Big Country used to do when he fought uh, Stefan Struff and he fought these bigger guys. These bigger guys almost across the board, even in boxing, they have this tendency because they get away with it over and over and over again of just pulling back with their chin up. And most of the time, the punch just breeze past their chin. But when it doesn't and it lands, it is serious, serious damage. So if there's any big flaw I see with Israel in a stand-up, it's that. But taking advantage of it is a whole nother issue. So I think Calvin is going to have to mix in some striking because obviously he has to close the distance. I think his good chin is a big, big factor here because a lot of people, they can't take many strikes from Israel before they're down and out or wobbling all over the place or the game plan changes or they panic. I don't really think you're going to see that from Calvin. I think he'll be able to absorb those shots. He may get busted up a little bit. It may be difficult for him to close the distance. But I think he's live here in the in the, in the idea that he's so tough and he's a good wrestler. Those two things on paper would seem to give Israel trouble. A guy that probably doesn't get blasted out with single shots and a guy that if he's able to get a hold of you can throw you down and just destroy you on the map. I think those two things could give Israel problem, not only in this fight, but just generally speaking, when you looked at styles, you would say a wrestler with a good chin, and he's got decent power, guys. A wrestler with a good chin could give Israel problems, especially if you're talking in a five-round fight, because it's not like Israel can get out to just a two-round lead and then coast in the last round and win a decision. That's not the case here. If he's going to do it, he's going to have to put the work in and make sure that he's, you know, got a good three rounds in and then survive the last two rounds. Speaking of surviving and going the distance, I really think if you like Israel, you might want to look at that Israel points. It's lower than his inside, and I think the books are right there. I would tend to favor Israel if he's going to win to win on points. And that's kind of crazy when you look at his record and his knockout ratio. And then you're looking at the height and reach advantage that he brings. You know, saying, man, if he keeps uh, Kelvin on the outside, he's just going to pick him apart and eventually stop him. That's totally possible. But just going off what we've seen from Kelvin and all of his fights, he's very, very durable. And he is skilled. I don't think he gets a lot of credit for what he does because he doesn't do anything really flashy. You know, when you're looking at Israel, his striking can be flashy at times, very flashy. And the way that he's able to control distance and just fold fighters because it's like a, a mismatch when they get in there. They can't even touch the guy. With Calvin, you don't see that. He's in those rock'em, sock'em fights. He's in that gritty, grinding type of wrestling style. So I don't think he gets as much credit for the tools that he actually brings to the fight. But if you're talking about the odds and you're talking about Israel, when you look at that Israel wins inside, right now it's sitting roughly around that 250 mark. Uh, 254 depending on the book somewhere right around there and then um, when you look at him by decision he's sitting somewhere right around the 150 mark and so I think that that's probably the way that he would be able to win is to keep Calvin on the outside make sure he keeps that distance you know uses good timing 
to not only land punches but for his defensive wrestling. Like I said, when you don't overcommit, it's not as easy for a wrestler just to shoot and take you down. Whether it's naked or not, it's just not as easy. They use a lot of these sloppy strikers uh, ridiculous way that they overcommit against them because as soon as you see this wide looping shot coming they're shooting right underneath you and you're up in the air and then your butt's on the mat I don't think you're going to see that with Israel he doesn't really overcommit like that even when he was facing Anderson or you see any of his other fights he pretty much keeps it at distance he keeps it in that range where he feels comfortable that he can get his strikes off and then immediately move if he has to or like I said the flaw of pulling back out whatever it is where he's comfortable and that's more of a distance type of fight especially when you're talking about we know Kelvin's a good wrestler we know he probably would have a huge advantage if he's able to get it uh, on the mat and he's going to want to close the distance. So I don't think Israel's going to do that for him. I think if Kelvin's able to have success there and close the distance and get inside and push him to the cage or pull him down to the mat, he's going to have to do it. He's going to have to create the openings. He's going to have to put in the work to get there. I don't think Israel is going to do it for him. In my opinion, his striking IQ is just too high for him to do that. Now, could anything happen where, you know, you throw a body kick or throw a head kick, you get a little too spicy? Yeah. And that's a danger for Israel as well. Like I said, my personal opinion, I don't think he has to be fancy here. It could actually be to his detriment. One, because we spoke about Kelvin being durable. And two, if you make a mistake with one of those kicks and Kelvin grabs it, he may only need one opportunity to get you to the mat, depending on the time, how the fight's going, how the stamina, how the fighters are holding up, how much abuse they've taken. He may only need one good you know, takedown and then a couple minutes on the ground. There could be a big disadvantage there for Israel there could be a wide talent gap on the ground here that's something you have to be aware of so I think if you're back in Israel you don't want him getting crazy in this fight you know he can do that there's no need to to shine in this fight you just got to win it's an inner interim title fight and then you're going to go up against Whitaker if you win so you just need to win and you need to do that the safest way possible in this fight which in my opinion is keeping that distance and keeping Kelvin on the outside and making just Kelvin work you got to make him work so hard to get his paws on you to close that distance that it becomes more and more difficult as the rounds go on but I think Israel is smart enough to know that that's the thing here a lot of high level strikers they still make those fatal flaws against wrestlers and then they get put on their back and it's game over so that could happen here but I don't think it's going to be Israel making the mistake I think it'll be Calvin just having that that tenacity to be able to get in position and then take advantage of it once he's in that position but if Israel does something stupid like that and starts throwing body kicks and then Calvin grabs one of them and throws them down I mean hey we talked about it. You got to be very careful in that regard because I've said this many times before about Israel. The Achilles heel to him has to be wrestling. It has to be grappling. I mean, there is no, like I said, you're not going to find very few people where you're going to go in a pure striking match. He's going to lose. Do I see some flaws? Yes, but this is MMA. It's not kickboxing. It's not boxing. 
So even in this fight, could Calvin launch a right hand and hit him on the chin as he's pulling out and knock him out? Of course, anything's possible. Is that likely? Would you favor Calvin to win in a pure striking match? Mm, probably not. And I think that's how you're going to see most of his fights. So in this fight, it's going to be the same way. You'd say, well, I favor Israel in a pure striking match. The difference here is Calvin is a good wrestler and he's durable. Those are the two things that worry me the most if you're betting Israel. Is that you cannot overlook what Calvin brings to the table. Yes, we can talk all day long about what Israel brings to the table. But if you neglect that there's danger in this fight and that something happens, you're going to be shocked when you really shouldn't be shocked. Because I think Calvin is a live guy. I think he's a talented guy. I think he's an underrated guy. And I think his tools, his skills that he brings to this fight are dangerous for Israel. Even more so than if it was just a striker. Because in my opinion, you're going to have a very, very tough time finding another striker that can outstrike Israel or take advantage of his flaws. It's going to be very difficult because I don't think there's many people that are at his level as far as striking IQ that that fight MMA. You may be able to find these guys that are kickboxers. You may be able to find these guys that are boxers, but that's a pure striking type of sport. Even kickboxing, you basically just got your hands and your feet. That that you've seen him lose before in those type of settings. In MMA, it really hasn't been close, guys, and that's because he's got a huge, huge advantage in the striking department. It's no different than when you see those high-level wrestlers or those high-level jujitsu guys, and you're like, man, as soon as he gets him down, it's over. Well, in Israel's case, it's basically the fight starts standing and that's the whole fight. Like it never goes anywhere else and he dominates and eventually most of the time he stops him. And so with Calvin, you're going to say, wait a minute, guy, I don't want you on the feet the whole time. If you've got to be on the feet, luckily you have a good chin. If you've got to be on the feet, luckily you can fall back on your wrestling. If there's any opportunity whatsoever, Israel makes a mistake and puts his foot a little bit too close to the cage. Shoot. Israel comes in and overcommits with an elbow that misses or a right hand or he throws a body kick, grab it, take him down. So I think there will be opportunities for Calvin. I don't think it'll be easy though. I do want to say that like I am giving Calvin probably more credit than most people from everything I've seen. A lot of people think Israel's probably going to run away with it. Even if they're not picking Israel to stop him, they just feel stylistically the fight's going to stay on the feet. Calvin's not going to be able to match him punch for punch and skill for skill on the feet. And so ultimately Israel's going to end up winning the fight and move on to Whitaker. And that's a perfectly fine argument. You really can make that case. I just don't want any of you that's picking Israel to just go off that and forget that there is some danger there for him against Calvin. Because like I said, in my opinion, when you're looking at this, the tools that he brings, the skill set that he's bringing to this match, the durability and the wrestling are the two big things that you probably are going to need to have a chance to beat Israel. So I think a lot of people could make a case for either guy. It really does depend on how you see it in your mind from everything that you've capped, stylistically how these guys match up, their strengths and their weaknesses. If you think Israel's going to be able to keep it on the feet for five rounds, 
if he has enough power to put Kelvin down and out. I have questions about that. I think he can win the fight on the feet. But I have questions about him just finishing Kelvin. Maybe if he was able to do it, it would probably be, I think, after like third round, fourth round, fifth round, where he was just lighting him up. I mean, just, you know, total mismatch where Kelvin is stuck on the outside. He can't get inside. Every time he takes a step forward, he's getting popped in the mouth. And you just see him wearing down round after round after round. Because even though you have a good chin, you can only take so much. And then, of course, Israel mentioned those body shots. I just think you have to be careful, especially early, if Kelvin is fresh, thrown to the body like that. Because I know he's going to try to snatch that leg. He has to. If you throw to the body like that, he's going to try to wrap up that leg and take you down immediately. That's the smart game plan. As far as Calvin, I don't see him being able to win on points simply because if this is a stand-up fight, you've got to favor Israel. If he was able to launch a looping right hand a la big country and hit Israel on the chin, he would do massive damage and probably knock him out. If he was able to get him down on the ground, he would probably dominate him and either submit him or TKO him. So I think Calvin, if you're looking at him, instead of looking at that plus 150 line, I think you would probably look at him inside. And I think the books have his line right as well. When you look at his decision line versus his inside line, there's a huge difference. Gastelum wins by decision is plus 755. Gastelum wins inside is only 214. So you see a gigantic difference there. And I think that's right. I do think if he's going to win, it's going to be inside and I think that's what you should be looking at if you like the underdog here for the upset because like I said I just don't think he has the skill set to fight a point type of fight where he's having that much success but not doing enough damage to finish Israel that that, that just really it, it, I would say it would be surprising if he was able to do that, because the only possible way I could see that was like if they're in the clinch constantly and somehow he's not able to take Israel down, but he's got the better positioning and they're kind of just in a clinch spot the entire time with Calvin doing more work. And I don't really even see that because you could say, well, if he takes him down, but doesn't submit him and he just uh, humps him the entire fight. But if that was the case, I think you would see a big advantage for Calvin there. I don't think he would have to just ride him and control him. I think that riding and controlling would lead to ground and pound. And if Israel couldn't get up, that's a big disadvantage for him. Calvin would have a huge advantage there. And I think unless that happened in the fourth or fifth round or something crazy like that, that somehow those rounds were the rounds he had to win that gave him the fight you know, via decision he would probably stop him, like I said, via ground and pound or submission. So I think you have two fighters here with intriguing styles. I think they match up well because personally, and I may be in the minority here, but Israel against other strikers doesn't really ever excite me. I generally always favor Israel because like I said, I do believe his striking is on another level for MMA. And so most of the time when there's a matchup like that, it's very difficult for me to say, oh man, this guy is even equal to Israel in striking 
or heaven forbid, better and is somehow going to beat him in a pure striking match. I think you need this little bit of a twist where, yeah, Kelvin has decent enough stand up, but you know his bread and butter in this fight has to be get close and get him down. Do a lot of damage inside and somehow drag Israel down to the mat. That would make the most sense to me. And to me, that's a little more intriguing because one, Kelvin can do it. He's a good wrestler. But two, that chin. So those are the two things. Because if we had a wrestler that had terrible striking and no chin, you'd be saying, well, he's better get him down in the first round. Otherwise, he's going to get blasted out. Because as soon as Israel stuffs that first takedown or hits him with a you know body kick and a straight right hand, whatever the case is, he's out. So I don't think we're going to see that with Calvin, though, because he's durable enough and he's proven that. So I don't think the first shot that Israel hits him with is going to crumple him. I don't think the second or third shot is going to crumple him. I think on the same way, like I said, where we're talking about an Israel points win, well, that's a five-round fight, guys. So you're giving a lot of credit to the durability of Calvin if you're saying he could go five rounds with a guy who has uh, much better striking and shown good power as well. But I have no reason to doubt Kelvin. I really don't. I have no reason to doubt his durability. I have no reason to doubt his grit or his heart. So I think what he brings to the table can be very, very dangerous for Israel. I think both guys are facing serious danger here. I think both guys have to be on point. I don't think Israel can play around with Kelvin. Let me say that again. I just don't think he can. A lot of times he gets showy in there, and I think that could be very dangerous because... Like I said, you're facing a guy who brings a different skill set than what you have been facing. He's durable, he can wrestle, and he's got a little bit power on his punches. So this isn't like facing a 40-year-old Anderson Silva here where you guys can mug and you can throw a head kick and he can throw a head kick and you guys can play with your hands and do all this because Kelvin's not going to play that game. If he gets that close to be able to do that, he's probably going to be shooting on you. And you've got the other thing. You've seen this time and time and time again with any type of wrestler against any type of striker. Once the wrestler starts having any success or even just the threat of a shot, a lot of times the striker gets defensive. He gets timid because he's worried about every time he throws being in the wrong positioning to defend the takedown. Now, will Israel get timid and totally limit his offense? I don't think he'll necessarily get timid, but in my opinion, it's smart to come out from the gate and be more basic, be more sturdy, be more fundamental and stick behind that instead of trying to be flashy. Because if you're flashy and you mess up, you make a mistake, like I said, you overcommit, your balance is off, you're not facing another striker that may just leg kick you or hit you with a right hand. You're facing a wrestler that will try to take your back and throw you down to the mat. So I think he has to be careful with that. If he comes out and he's and he's more basic, people will probably say he was timid or, you know, he just uh, fought a points fight or something like that. But I think that's the actual best way he should fight is to fight within that defensive package and make sure, okay, I can still land my punches because I'm the better striker. I have the longer reach. I have the distance. I have the timing. I don't need to get crazy because I have to be I have to be aware that if Kelvin is able to close this distance on me, he's going to try to grab my leg. He's going to try to wrap his arms around my waist. He's going to try to throw me down. 
And if he's aware of that, it makes it much more difficult for Calvin. So this is a nice little test to see if uh, Israel is IQ and striking IQ maintains against a, a good wrestler like this, a guy that's durable. If he gets frustrated that he can't take him out, if he gets frustrated that he can't do his showy stuff and, you know, he's just being too basic, just hitting him with the jab, hitting him with the jab. If they, if he gets too bored in there, like, Oh, this is too easy. This you know, I'm dominating this guy with just my jab. Let me get a little showy. So he's going to have to show some discipline as well because he has fun in there. He likes to screw around in there he likes to dominate his opponents he likes to make fools of them he likes to showcase how much of a better striker he is and these things normally work like i said against other mma strikers and if calvin was just a another striker it would work the same way i believe that i don't believe calvin's striking overall is good enough to match him strike for strike over five rounds but calvin isn't just a striker or if Kelvin wasn't durable and you're like, yeah, I can just hit him with a jab and knock him out. A one-two, he's going to go down. A couple leg kicks, that's it. I mean, these are the things that would obviously make uh, Israel shine and make the fight with Whitaker much, much bigger. But that's not what Kelvin brings. He doesn't bring just striking. He doesn't bring a weak chin. He doesn't just bring, you know, wrestling with no type of striking at all or no type of power. I think overall he's pretty well-rounded. Of course, Israel has advantages in certain positions. You'd be foolish not to see that. But I think Kelvin is live here. And I think we're going to probably get a good stylistic matchup. I can see both guys having success if they stick to their game plan, even if Israel sticks to that basic game plan and makes it a lot more difficult for Calvin to get inside, I think we're going to see Calvin still pressing forward, still testing that chin, still testing the discipline of Israel to not put his back up against the cage, to make sure he doesn't overcommit, to not get one of his kicks caught and taken down. So I think you're going to see a good physical battle and a good mental battle as well because Calvin's going to have to walk through hell, right? He's going to have to walk through the fire to try to implement his game plan. And at the same time, Israel's going to have to stay disciplined and he's going to have to stay uh, strict to the game plan of these are the things I need to do. And sometimes you don't have to be showy and sometimes you don't have to be flashy. Sometimes it's just about getting the W. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.